the the brand that has the fox as a logo oh, begins with an F. Yeah, the fault falls You you know what I'm talking yes. about. Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of RSVP, this podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Lenore, and I'm back this week with my co-hosts, Dee and Les. And tonight, we're talking about back to school. But first, you know, we got to get to the other thing. What's your medium and what's your poison, Dee? Well, I'm writing with an Everhard Faber Mongol 482. It's the Philippines edition. It's not a vintage edition. Um, yeah. Uh, Paula Binsol sent them to me. Um, they're okay. <laughs> they're not awesome. But I think it's kind of cool that they still use the Everhard Faber name. And actually the, the font on the box is the same as the vintage. That's really so, cool. Yeah, no, it's, it is really cool. Um, I am writing in a no-brand notebook. Thank Woo-hoo! you, Les. Um, I have so many of them that I need to start using them. And I'm um, drinking iced tea. I brewed some just plain old iced tea at home and have been consuming a lot of it, almost too much. In fact, I didn't go to bed till 4.30 this morning because I drank too much iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. Well, because it's not like coffee in the sense that psychologically you think you're not consuming caffeine because it's like a cold beverage. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. it's a lie. Yeah, so, um, and then I've been playing World of Warcraft again. Um, I played a lot of World of Warcraft years ago, um, and then I stopped because of college, and (laughs) (laughs) now that I'm not in college anymore, and a new expansion is coming out for the game tomorrow, I decided to pick the game back up, and it's been really fun actually getting back into the swing of things, and it's been proving to be a good distraction from stress and life in general. So that's what's up on my end. Uh, What about you, Les? I am, so when we first decided to sit down and and record this episode, it was really hot here, Um, and it's sticky today instead. It's been raining. We've actually been having flood warnings um, for the area. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's still like hot and sticky with the rain. It's gross. Um, so gross, but I am drinking hot coffee. We picked up a bag of stump town and it is delicious. Um, so I've been blowing through pocket notebooks so fast. I've been filling one a week, which Oh, wow. Yeah, it kind of ruins how I use them, though, because they're sort of like I keep track of things and I use it to plot and plan things. And so I've moved my reading and podcast listening notes into a separate journal. And I'm still halfway through one of my pocket notebooks in a week. So that's a little better. And I've added some bullet journaling habit tracking into the back end of it. I've been wanting to eat breakfast every morning, which seems like a, I don't know, a strange habit to want to do, but I'm ten- I am tend to get up late and not eat breakfast, so, and then I will stop and pick up a McGriddle on my way to work, but my doctor didn't hear that. Um, 
Of course. (laughs) And so I'm trying to get myself to make breakfast and eat breakfast at home. So I'm tracking that. And thus far, like, that's working really well. Like, having a place where I give myself a little check mark and smiley face that I've done such a thing helps. So there's that. Um, So I've also been listening to the Unladylike podcast. It's a really interesting nerdy intersectional deep dive into one topic each week um it they're also they curse like sailors and i love every minute of it um so i've been binging that and um oh you know how i keep talking about the blocking app and website for twitter i mm-hmm. find i finally remembered what it's called it's called block together I've got something like 25,000 trolls blocked by following Will Wheaton's account. (laughs) So I've added a link in the show notes, um, which, you know, I lost a lot of followers when I, when I, when I I followed Will Wheaton's account, because apparently a lot of blog, uh, trolls like to follow me anyway. So that's what I'm, I'm, um, consuming in terms of all of the media. And I'm taking notes today with a black Big crystal in my podcasting notebook. What about you, Lenore? Well, I am sitting here writing with a vintage Wallace Pencil Company motif, which is gorgeous. I think this is one of the ones that Bob Truby sent me last week in a trade. And the, um, the font is really interesting and the ferrule is really cool. Um, I don't know what era this thing is, but it looks you know, maybe 50s. Um, and I'm still writing on my mastermind. This pencil is a number three, which normally I don't like, but I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this one because the mastermind paper is picking it up okay. And uh, it keeps a point. And it's also, you know, it's one of those weird things. It's got a sharp hex, which I normally don't like, but I'm not minding it on this pencil. So, you know, Sometimes you got to be willing to try different things, right? So I'm writing with that, and I am, I, I, I was eating some McVitie's digestive cookies, and but I finished them all before we got our stuff worked out here and got started recording. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hanging out with my uh, just my water in a purple ball jar, and um, you know, looking forward to maybe getting back to watching a little bit of TV this fall, but I've, I haven't had a whole lot of media consumption this summer. I'm trying to catch up on buffering the Vampire Slayer and Radio Lab, so I've been catching up on those. Um, I'm not caught up on Erasable, which is, you know, disappointing, but I'm going to get to it when I can listen to that in my office. So, yeah, school's going to start up pretty soon, and I'm going to be in the office, and I'll be able to play some of my podcasts in here. So, Dee, what's exciting in your life? A couple things. So first, we need to talk about the new Baron Fig Bolt. Oh, yeah. So you've got it in here? So pretty. Um, How is it? I love it for many reasons. I mean, yellow is my favorite color, so I'm kind of biased. But there's just something about it that, like, I've been writing with it, and it writes just like every other pen, you know, squire that they have. But, like... I don't know. Just aesthetically, it's very pleasing. Um, and I thought the Mysterium was the pen that like called to me because it had the uh, D20 on it. But yeah, this- I, 
I love the Mysterium. I'm yeah. really enjoying writing with that. Um, but the bolt I like, like the icon, the, the lightning bolt is very simplistic. It's very clean. Um, but yeah, the yellow really calls to me. Um, I am concerned about it getting a little dirty. Like that's never happened before to any of my, besides the brass one, but that's obvious. But yeah, like, because I've been using it so much, you know, with hand oils or just dirty hands, um, because I love the color so much. In fact, this probably will be my favorite um, Squire, unless they release a neon one, which probably would never happen. But Well, it's anodized, um, so you should be able to just wash it off with soap and water or hand sanitizer. Anything that gets onto it should clean easily. And it won't affect the finish at all? Shouldn't. Okay. And then, well, what do you think about it, Les? I saw your posts about it. I love it. Um, I the the color is fabulous. It's sort of like a harvest gold. It reminds me of the '70s in a really good way. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really I really enjoy the color. I mean, it's a squire, right? It's really the only difference yes. is the icon and the color. And yes. I'm not a huge yellow fan. Like yellow mm-hmm. is not like a go-to color for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really really liking it. I the Mysterium is still my favorite. And I don't and I kind of dislike orange but um i i like the mysterium just a little bit more for the d20 but the gold color on this if you are a fan of harvest gold or like nice autumny yellow shades the this the bolt is the pen for you i agree so the next thing that i want to talk about something that kind of just popped up on my radar i think i saw it in like a group post um story supply company which i haven't talked about in a, ever maybe <laughs> like i you know um they have a limited edition summer release of their pocket notebooks and it's called smr like summer um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it's inspiration they say is from the film endless summer and I don't know if either of you like remember the poster for In the Summer. It's kind of yeah. Just... That was actually my first dorm T-shirt in college. Oh, it was, a, it was the Endless Semester, and it was like that um, that poster funny. with yeah. the orange and pink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the notebook itself, it's just yellow and shades of yellow, orange, and orange. But um, I kind of wish they added the pink. But uh, it basically is just like. It looks like a giant sun setting on a horizon with, like, fading sky a little bit. I'm not in love with them. Like, I won't buy them. But I think they make a good complement to the other summer edition notebook. I am forgetting it at this moment. The grass right. green one? From yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I prefer the grass green one from right just because it reminds me of Zelda. But, uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the grass. I mean, it, not Zelda Fitzgerald. No, yeah, Zelda the video totally game. Totally different Zelda. Got it. So yeah, so that kind of popped up on my radar and reminded me of Story Supply Company and that they exist. So um, I think I have a couple other notebooks. So, but that's what's exciting for me. Less. What about yeah. you? The the Story Supply paper is divine. If you want, like, a better paper, Story Supplies paper is phenomenal. 
Did we talk about the new Baron Fig by CW Pencils Pencils last time we were here? I don't think so, slash don't remember, because I can't remember yesterday. Well, anyway, I did a live stream, or no, what, uh, Jesus, I can't read my own notes. Um, I, li- <laughs> I like them, but what I don't like about them is, like, first off, the, what's, what is up with the little foil icon? There's no foil anywhere on the pencil. Uh, right. Which makes no sense to me. I mean, I love the pencils themselves. I love the sort of muted aesthetic. They're very sedate. Like they're they look like a relaxing. Pocky. Huh? They look like Pocky. They do look like Pocky. Um, but there's just <laughs> such a relaxing sort of look. Um, I don't know. It's sedate. It's got the millennial pink and it's gray. Pink. I love the combination of pink and gray together anyway. I think it's a lovely combination. Uh, but I don't get the foil icon. Why the hell is that on there? I don't know. It makes no sense. Um, I couldn't even figure out what all the icons were meant to be. I think it's I on the it. it's on the box, isn't it? I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. I like oh, okay. them. I'm not like I don't like Viarco pencils in general. These are okay. Mine were pretty well centered for the most part. The graphite isn't as gritty as Viarco's normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like them a little more than I've liked the standard Archers. Anyway. A couple of weeks ago, I did a live stream on the RSVP page. I'm going to try and do that a little more often, do something, do like a live stream here and there on the page. I did one last night on Erasables, probably four nights ago when this, um, when this goes live, um, sharpening up some pencils that a listener sent me. It's, his name is Bill. He, I don't know if he wants his last name said on air, so I'm not going to say his name on air. So Bill sent us a dozen, um, God, why am I having a brain fart here? I'm looking. The problem is I'm looking for the box and I put them away. Um, <laughs> they were Venus, right? Yeah, he sent me a dozen Venus pencils. Uh, they're the drawing version in 2B. And man, Palomino could learn something from this packaging because it's just so cool. So the pencils fit into this little sleeve and then a plastic sleeve goes over the top with the Venus logo on it. They are lovely to look at their eraser tip the erasers are still um soft and pretty pliable they're not great so i did show sanding them down in the live stream so a few nights ago or a few weeks ago at this point i did the rsvp live stream showing up how how i set up my pocket notebooks and i realized as i was doing that i've actually been doing some form of bullet journaling for a long time. I just wasn't using the formal bullet journal symbols. I was using lists and, and keeping ta- track of my tasks. So now I'm just going to start integrating some of the bullet journaling symbols into my pocket notebook. Anyway, I digress. Lenore, what about you? What's exciting for you? <laughs> um, well, you know, now that I'm going to be back in the office um, when the sem- semester is starting up, um, we start back pretty soon, just a few days from when this will go live. And I've got a lot of new stuff to play with this fall, you know, new new tools to use. I've got some great trades I've had with people in the group. I've got some new things from Baron Fig. I've got some really neat stuff from Greer Chicago, which I had a great uh, experience buying from them. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, trying out some new tools. But I I don't have anything much going on right now. Um, I'll give you guys reports as I as I get into some of that stuff. But I'm actually I'm actually excited about my semester starting up. You know, I'm just I'm finding a level of 
joy in my work the past year or so that had been missing for a long time. So I'm stoked about the semester starting again, even though I'm freaking out about it a little bit because I'm not ready. <laughs> so yeah, back to school, right? Here we go. So shall we go into our main topic? Absolutely. All right. Back to school it is, right? So we've got the shopping, we've got, you know, the spirit in the air and we've got the kids getting out of the house for some of us. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the rhythm of the year for me because I, I've been an academic all my life. So I kind of live my life on the academic calendar. So I don't think about what calendar year somebody something happened I always think about what school year something happened and my life is arranged in semesters instead of in you know January to December it's more August to May with this kind of weird time in the summer that is neither so we put a few questions in the group about you know about people's back to school memories and we have a few things to bring up about that but one of the things that we were talking about was just the difference in calendars because I don't know how it is in your areas and D you just got out of school this spring yes right? and May uh, 20th okay and so um but i think that the schools up where you guys are don't start back until after labor day is that right so i checked on this and so our town is weird so grades 1 through 12 actually go back august 28th but preschool and kindergarten go back september 5th oh okay so yeah. there's two different start dates and it depends, like, my mom, she's a teacher, but she's up in Maine. She's going back after Labor Day. The schools here, some of them, depending on the town or city, are going back before Labor Day. They're going back, I think, the not the beginning of next week, but the week after. And then some of them are starting after Labor Day. It's really strange. It really depends on the school district up here. Um, and same in Maine. Like, my, my brother and mom are going back to work at the same time. The city that my nephew's mom lives in is going a week earlier it's very strange okay because spawn's school district is actually starting back the day that this episode goes up so they're starting on wow. august 15 which is that's wow. really like, early yeah but i mean it's that's when they start and that's what i kind of thought was normal and then um and then my university is starting back uh the following monday so we've got i think you know, sometimes Labor Day is the, you know, in the second week of my classes, and sometimes it's in the third week. And since my main classes meet on Monday, Wednesday, you know, I lose half a week to Labor Day. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird that way. But yeah, we're starting up really soon. Does your school, Lenore, like, like the community college I work at, um, they start the first week of September, but whenever there's a Monday holiday, what they do is they sometimes adjust the course schedule. So like Tuesday follows a Monday schedule kind of thing. Or do they, No, just they never it? do that here. But what we do do is we usually we start the semester on a Monday and end it on a Monday. Okay. So that we get back that because um, then our, our fall break is a Monday and Tuesday and our Thanksgiving break is a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we you know, we net losing the same number of days there. And then the last day of classes is the last Monday. And then we have reading day on Tuesday and then we have finals week. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it works out. Um, theoretically, we get the same number of days of each weekday. And, you know, they used to have it. 
I don't know. It's it, it can be really problematic because there aren't that many classes that only meet one day a week, but the ones that there are are mostly labs and they're mostly in science. And so we've had a couple of years that we've had, you know, it just so happened that we had closings um, for weather and things like that where one day of the week just got hammered. And because nobody's thinking about I mean, I think most people in the um, administration are just thinking, oh, well, you know, if you have a class that meets on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, if you lose a bunch of Mondays, it's, you know, no big deal. Or the Wednesday schedule is the same as the Monday schedule. But for labs, it's not. And so we've had semesters that, you know, in a 14-week semester, the Monday labs, for example, have lost three periods, you know, and nobody else has lost anything, you know, and then yeah. you're like, you can't, you can't make people come in a different day to make those up. Cause that was a problem at my grad school because we had several classes that met only on Monday. So every time there was a Monday holiday for of which Massachusetts has a ton of them, particularly oh, in yeah. Boston, Boston has extra Monday holidays that they roll in. So like right. there would be days where I would have to go into class, but the tea wasn't running on the same schedule. So it would be oh, on a holiday God. schedule, which was a nightmare. And then we had a bunch of closures due to weather and snow and whatnot. And those professors were actually like, we're going to have class on a Saturday. Don't you want to come in? So I actually went in. Not all of the students were able to because some of my classmates were working through yeah. grad school and weren't able because they, of course, the professors announced it at like a last minute basis, which was garbage. But, um, you know, some of us were able to do it and many were like, I can't, I'm a waitress. I can't take that day off. Right. So, you know, and then trying to find a classroom open on a Saturday because also the school <laughs> has Saturday schedules. So the regular classroom that we would have wasn't available. So Saturdays would roll around. They're like, we're going to take the graduate student art studio and we're going to have class in that. So anyone who was planning on using the studio that Saturday couldn't. It was it was a nightmare. And yeah. schools like Monday schedule is always garbage. Yeah. 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 It's rough. And, um, you know, when everything goes okay, it works, but you know, not everything goes okay all the time. So anyway, um, so would you guys be willing to tell me what was your, do you remember what your favorite back to school item was when you were a kid? I do. What was it? I had two things. Um, and it's kind of interesting how, little D is like adult D um, <laughs> in the sense that I loved buying a planner. It probably started in like middle school. So like sixth grade, because before that, like grades one through five, you didn't have a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I loved picking out a planner. And then on the first day of school, you know, you go to all your classes and then just writing everything down and, you know, keeping tabs of homework and all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed getting a planner. Um, it really, as I got older, they got more sophisticated. But in the beginning, it was kind of just like a day planner kind of thing. Um, and my other favorite thing, which actually is kind of um, funny, I loved those black Bic mechanical pencils with like the different color clips. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. They just, I don't know. At the time, um, I wasn't, I mean, I was using like Yikes pencils, but even though they were cool, they the, the 
graphite was kind of soft. They're terrible. Yeah. So I don't know the, the big mechanical pencils, the, the graphite was very, very smooth. It, it just, I don't know, maybe it was sign of the times, but there was just something cooler about having a mechanical pencil then. Right. Um, and then I found my the love of my life, the uh, Eberhard Faber principal pencil, oh, which yeah. I have I have a story about um, when I was in, I think it was freshman year of high school. I one of I guess it was like the district like pencil, like you know you have school supplies that every classroom has, and I used one and I loved it so much that I stole two whole boxes, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> to, to the point where I actually, that's what got me back into the pencil hobby was me being nostalgic about pencils and pencil usage and going on eBay and finding that Everhard Faber principal pencil and buying a bunch of them. And that's one of the first reviews actually on my blog. So yeah, I, I, I don't feel bad. I mean, <laughs> the, I was actually in one of my classes. I was in charge of the school supply cabinet. So they didn't notice. <laughs> um, but those were my two favorite items. <laughs> uh, How about you, Le? I, when I was pr- if probably a freshman or sophomore in high school, I got really into three ring binders. Um, it wasn't cool at my high school to have like a giant backpack. Like you wanted like your backpack to still have plenty of room in it and not carry around all of your books because, well, freshmen had their lockers over in the old academy and you didn't have any of your classes except homeroom there. So you didn't have a chance to get to your locker. So having a full pack backpack was a sign that you were a freshman and therefore uncool. So to get around this and to blend in, I decided, well, I'm just going to carry one three-ring binder around and not have all of my books. I'll just take notes in one binder and swap it. So, like, pull pull the notes out and put them in with other notebooks. Uh, so I started doing that, like, probably the middle of my sophomore year. And uh, so getting cool three-ring binders was, like, the best. And I picked out a black mead five-star zippered three-ring binder and it was so cool it was black and it was awesome and i still have it down like in a storage box somewhere but uh between that and then buying loose leaf paper instead of notebooks it just felt so adult to me like there was something really like this is the kind of stuff a really organized adult would use. Uh, and then for like my creative writing stuff, I used to get the, what seemed, everyone had like the eight by 11 or nine by 12 notebooks, the spiral notebooks. I would get the six by nine Mead five star with, with the poly cover because they were small and they looked like something an adult would use and I desperately wanted to be seen as not a teenager so uh, (laughs) there was this very like you know serious part of me that was like I want to be a grown-up and grown-ups would use these things because none of my classmates use them that was my reasoning (laughs) when I was 13 14 and 15 years old is like none of my peers use this therefore it must be adult so uh yeah so six by nine spiral notebooks that were um that had 
five subjects in them or like 300 pages were my go-to for all of my language arts classes and uh i really liked spiral not spiral uh three ring binders when i was in high school um but those were like the things that i was really after i would write with just about anything but i i was particular about my paper i had paper that i really liked and i you know i would buy loose leaf paper by the ream because it was a you know 10 cents a package and you get 100 sheets so i'd buy tons of it way more than i ever needed but i wouldn't use some of it because it didn't feel good yeah which i do as an adult too so yeah you know, exactly <laughs> so that didn't end that hasn't changed it's funny to think about the things that have stuck with you since you were a teenager or or things or habits bad habits or good habits that started when you were like 13 years old and you know all of like i had we i had that um i co-hosted the pen addict and brad and i had a discussion about some of the stuff that we did as teenagers and when we got into stationery and it's like yeah you know like i still like liquid ink i still enjoy fountain pens i still enjoy smooth crisp paper and like pencils and all of that stuff and i wonder how many other people got into something as a teenager or early teen and it stuck with them yeah no my my habits definitely stuck with me my sense of being organized and finding the right tool for the job that i had to use like I, I I don't know, like in, in school, I remember, um, because this is when we used to have to handwrite our papers, right? because, I mean, typing existed, but it wasn't, like, ideal, like, I'd have to go to my local was, library. Yeah, you didn't pay typewriter. <clears throat> right, I, I think it was 10 cents a page or something like that, um, at the typewriter in the library, and there were computers at school, but, again, it would print out on those, like, dot matrix printers or whatever, and they were noisy, and it just wasn't cool. So um, I remember agonizing over what kind of pen to use because, you know, when you have to handwrite a four- or five-page paper, I mean, that's important. Um, Like, I love the big crystals, but they were too, like, gloopy sometimes, so they would smear. So it was like, yeah, that process of finding the right thing, that definitely is with me now. In fact, now I even get like analysis paralysis, like sometimes finding out, and I've talked about this before, figuring out the tools I need to use for a project kind of hinders the project itself. So, so yeah, that's kind of what's stuck with me. What's, what do you look for back to school now? I mean, I know a little bit about it less because you go for the comp books and do your reviews, which yeah. I love. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I go for the comp books, but I also look for good deals on gel pens. So I'm going to be, I, probably once a week or twice a week, I'm going to be hitting Walgreens looking for their Zebra Sarasa and Papermate Inkjoy gel pen sales. Because when they go on sale, they're great prices. And I stock up on Slate Blue and Indigo Color f- on those two pens because I use them all year round. And I went through like one a week. So I'm going to stock up. Did we ever talk about the B2P, the bottle to plastic pens on here? I think last year we did. Um, yeah, I actually, um, I, I found some more of them. Unfortunately, one of the little, the little independent college bookstore just off campus finally succumbed this summer and closed down. Oh, no. And when they were clearancing stuff out, I picked up a bunch of Zebra Sarasa green and B2P, Pilot B2P 
green pens. So I've got a drawer full of those, and they're probably, you know, I've got enough of them that they're probably going to get dried out before I use them all. But, but I really like the ink in that B2P. It was surprisingly competent for... It's a you know, Pilot G2 refill inside there. Uh, and the- yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the pen itself feels good, too. Like, yeah. it's a nice, the body is, it's well executed. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do, too. I, I really like the body of the B2P uh, because it doesn't have that sticky grip on it. Right? Yes. That's one of the things that I've disliked about the G2 is that that grip is either hard and or hard rubbery or sticky rubbery. And it's yeah. you never know what you're going to get out of the package. I suppose it probably depends on where it's been stored and, and all of that yeah. stuff. But I prefer the B2P pen because it's just hard plastic with and, uh, and the little ridges feel great yeah it's a it's a nice it's a nice shape it's a nice effect it feels good in the hand even you know even being the hard plastic and it's um yeah they're just it's well executed i like it d what do you go for now well <clears throat> it's the first time in four years since i've not had to go back to school so um, it's kind of weird. It's a weird spot to be in. But now I'm really all about the paper. Um, in undergrad, I took a lot of notes. And in the beginning, I would just use like whatever notebook paper. But until I found like the right paper, which actually turned out to be a dollar notebook from Walmart, um, you know, I, I had just a hard time with note taking because it was either too scratchy or whatever. Um, but now hypothetically, if I were to start school in September, um, I'm always big into Japanese notebooks, um, and Japanese paper. It's some of the smoothest paper out there and also fun highlighters. So instead of your standard, you know, pink, blue, green, yellow, I like the pastels or the non-traditional colors. Like I have a Brown highlighter. Um, so that kind of stuff is really what I'm into. Hey, so. G, question. Yeah. Have you tried the Zebra Mild Liners? Yes, I have all three sets. I ah. love them. They're on sale at Target, just, you know, not to enable you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, good to know. And Target carries them? Yep, it's a new product this year. Um, it was, they had, was it a, an 18 color set? It was huge. I couldn't believe how many oh, colors were boy. in it. Because <laughs> um, I have um, I have a 15 color set because like there were three sets of them. There was like bold and pa- pastel. Like I forget what they were called. But yeah, it was 15 because it was five in each pack. I'll have to just check it out and see. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would choose now. Um, yeah. I just like going and looking at everything, but I can't justify buying stuff for myself anymore you know but I really I just I don't know it just feels like like I was saying that familiar kind of rhythm of the year to go in and see the back to school section right with all of the all the pencils and giant packages you know giant displays of notebooks and loose leaf paper and everything and you know I feel like I want to buy some of it but just because I feel like I want to buy it, not because I actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And actually, something I wanted to talk about briefly is 
what you guys think of each store, like big box stores, way they set up back to school. Like, like for example, Target. I prefer Target over over Walmart just because of the way they set up their seasonal sections in general. Where it's Walmart is in a back corner of the store. Or it's in a back corner of the store, yeah. but it has like a mixture of peg hooks and dump bins and right. It's it's very wide open, um, whereas Walmart basically our Walmart Walmart at least has at the front of the store like maybe five or six aisles that are called seasonal and they're just basically stuff comes in boxes. They rip open the box, they put the box on the shelf with the product in it. So it's very no nonsense. You so like not, a bit more nonsense in your. Uh, I like a bit more nonsense. I don't know. I feel like it's more shoppable when you go into Walmart. I mean the shelves are so high. They're like, you know. Just, I don't know, like it just, it's gross, for lack of a better word. Our, the Walmart near me is a mess. They are always late putting things out. Oftentimes they will, like, you know how they, they drop, they drop pallets, unwrap them, and then they sit there. So, and that's, you know, that's just pallet drop shipping, and then the the shelves are actually on the pallet itself, which is fine, except for the fact that then they have carriages full of last year's stuff that's supposed to go into those shelves or stock that new stock that's supposed to go into the shelf. And oftentimes the carriage will just sit there next to the pallet drop and never go <laughs> onto the shelf. It's such a mess. And then the, like the Walmart near me does a, set of shelves not quite in the back corner it's sort of in the middle back wall and so then those shelves are always in the midst of being cleared out and restocked so you never like the tags never go with the stuff that's above it and oh yeah i it, hate that yeah. and then on top of all of that it's like people come in and just strip the shelf bare and then don't buy stuff and leave the carriage there. So there'll be like carriages full of crap. And so it's always a mess. And the Target near me does something similar to what yours does, D, except for the fact it's they, it's like they have a section of the store where they have removed the like two shelves between two other aisles and then they drop pallets in the middle of that so it's very shoppable it's very wide open it's easy to find things except for the fact that they are also slow in getting the stock out so there's always a pallet with a pallet jack and then a bunch of employees furiously trying to get the stuff out and they just cannot keep up with any of this like shoppers like they're just constantly putting stuff out instead of just doing it overnight like some stores do they don't want to pay for the overnight staff so they just they do it during business hours and it's it's a mess and the target near me is always like bombed out people just are like constantly removing entire shelves worth of stuff it's both stores are equally as awful but the target is a little less awful yeah no <laughs> as, as someone who used to work at target um their process is a lot more logical. Like, like we would get a truck in that would be the seasonal truck. So everything on that truck was for back to school. And, but you're right, Les, like the store I worked at, you, there was no overnight. There was 4 AM to 12, like PM. So a lot of times you're stepping over the planogram team, setting up a new section. And like, it just, it is frustrating. And the, the one target by me in the town that I live in is horrible. 
but the one a couple towns over is actually amazing and beautiful and I love it. But, but yeah, it's, you're right. Like if you were to pick one, it'd be target, but they're, they both have their issues. And another thing I wanted to bring up, I think I told less Barnes and Noble has back to school stuff. Like, yeah, I wanted to check that out, but we just don't have one that's close to us at all. It's not on my paths. Like, I, I went into an, another one the other day just to kind of throw him a bone. I wanted to get a book, and I didn't feel like waiting, so I bought it there. I, I used to work for Barnes & Noble, so I hate giving them my money. But um, <laughs> <laughs> So, they're just a bad company. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it's it's interesting, because they have, like, Barnes & Noble exclusive school supplies, which hmm. is kind of cool. Like, they have a little, like mechanical pencil eraser pen set that's in different colors they're by pentel but they're like different color packs and they have like hundred dollar backpacks and like it just i don't know what they're trying to do they have like cheap school supplies but then they have the hundred hundred and twenty dollar backpack oh wow yeah yeah i forget i don't even know how to say the name it's the the brand that has the fox as a logo begins with an f yeah the fault falls falls you you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, the fall, something Scandinavian. Yeah, okay. all kinds of like constant extra consonants and extra uh, yes. vowels in it um, that no don't make any sense in English, but and you got to um, have some diacritical marks just thrown in there randomly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think their idea of back to school maybe to reach the college kids in a yeah. way, perhaps. I think the false of fur, 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 um, backpacks are very college kid oriented. Yeah, like or, Mount Holyoke, which is mostly rich people. Um, a lot of people had them there. It yeah. was It's like the millennial hipster bag to have. Like that whole, like, I want to make it look like I shopped like, at a thrift store, but really my jeans are $500 and I have a $100 backpack. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really bad of me. I'm not trying to, like, you know, put but, everyone in the same group. Yeah. But do you want me that, to leave that in? <laughs> yes, please do. Okay. That, 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 should, um, that, that should be so the show yeah. title. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Um, getting back to our topic, I don't want to deviate too much. That sounded like back to school to me. I mean, I think we've stayed on topic remarkably well this time for us. <laughs> True. But I do want to get to that part. Uh, Lenore, that you have about the tips and um, teachers and parents stuff. Yeah, but- so I was thinking about this teachers and parents thing because I've I've kind of gone through all of these different relationships with back to school, starting out with when I was a kid. What I remember more about that was actually buying clothes for back to school, which was a big deal. And then, you know, then through college... I don't really remember buying school supplies that much. Like I remember buying things for my dorm room, but I don't remember buying stationary items or selecting those. And then being in grad school, you're just kind of there all the time. So you just buy things as they're needed. And then teaching, I do buy stuff at back to school. And that, you know, that has been really the kind of, relationship with that that I remember the most about you know and now I've got kind of the next phase of it where every fall I'm buying a list of things that's come from the school for spawn and getting her stuff and the past few years she's been in the primary classrooms and they have common supplies 
so, you know, so we're buying stuff that's going to go into the cabinet and sort of be spread out to everybody. But this fall, her class, she's actually buying her own supplies. So that was kind of exciting. And then spouse took her and I didn't get to go. And so they bought all their stuff. Oh, no, that's not cool. I mean, it was fine. But, you know, like I missed doing that. So she got to pick out the thing she was actually going to be using. And I wasn't there because I was working. So, um, you know, but yeah, it's, um, I, you know, you guys were saying about Staples versus or about um, Target versus Walmart. And I really like the Staples back to school because they're in our neighborhood, actually. And, um, you know, they're really well set up and the prices are good. And, you know, so that's been kind of my default to go to. But I, you know, I just, like I said, I really enjoy going and looking at all the stuff. So um, I don't really have any tips because of how my relationship with it has been a little bit weird. But do you guys? Um, Well, when I was doing back to school shopping, I started out looking at how many classes I had and thinking, well, for each semester, I'm going to need one notebook. And then I already had the pens because I hoard pens and pencils. So I didn't really need to think about that. And so I went with the idea of buying a certain number of notebooks. So I wasn't quite making a list. I was just sort of like intuitively thinking, I've got this many classes, I'm going to need this many notebooks. And then just, of course, as I went shopping, throwing in packages of pencils and gel pens and whatnot, willy-nilly. But so we did have some some people, I, I posted on Twitter asking what teachers wish parents and students would know about back to school shopping or like some tips yeah, that they Yeah, and we had. have a few of those from Facebook too. So yeah. go ahead with that. Um, so Twitless Dan, who I'll link to his um, tweet in the show notes, said tissues and hand sanitizer, cleaning wipes, and then followed up with diseases hard to prevent in such close quarters. And oh, every God, teacher right. dips into their own finances to prevent the spread of disease. So, you know, and when I was a teacher's aide, that was a big deal was we always, by the time... March rolled around. We were out of hand sanitizer. The school didn't have any more in the supply closet. The teacher was bringing in their own um, paper towels and cleaning wipes and tissues. Um, so that was that's something that I definitely remember we were providing out of our own pocket later in the year. And then Soundless Echoes said Kleenex, any sort of sanitizer pencils, more pencils, more. Your kids lose 10 of them a day and think they're toys. Same with erasers. Get the ones that go on the end of the pencil. They probably don't actually need all that loose leaf paper, which I would argue with. We So at some point, probably by the time I started teaching schools, all of the schools around me stopped providing paper for the classrooms. And kids were expected to bring in their own notebooks and loose-leaf paper. Um, And I don't know if this is a thing where you are, Lenore, but kids are expected to bring in a ream or like a a package of printer paper for the classroom. Yeah, a lot of places they are. And I've tried to, you know, I mean, we're so, you know, we're sending our kid to public school, which I really believe in. But we also could be sending her to private school and it would be massively expensive if we were. 
So, you know, I really try to remember that when they're calling for stuff, I'm like, I'm ponying up and I'm taking supplies in and I'm asking her teacher what they're running out of and what they need. And I'm asking her what they're running out of and what they need. And, you know, like I've taken in a case of tissues or I've taken in, you know, three or four canisters of, you know, disinfecting wipes. And um, you were talking about the hand sanitizer. And interestingly, the first or second year she was at her school, hand sanitizer was on the list and we sent in, you know, we got like hippie stuff, right. Without the, um, you know, not, not the, I forgot what they call the, the chemical in it. That's uh, antibacterial. The non-alcohol version. Yeah. I just got the alcohol version and, um, and they actually said they, it was that year they stopped using it because of the potential for allergies. Ah. So they don't use Hanny San anymore. In their classrooms. And I don't know if it's just their school or if it's the whole district or what, but it has not been on the list the last couple of years. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to send in whatever they need. And I'm, you know, if I see the, if they have one of the things at Staples where the, you know, the package of the reams of paper go on sale for some ridiculously low amount, I'm buying the maximum of them and taking them into the school because we're not funding our schools to the extent that we need to be doing, you know, and they don't have, they didn't have to buy computers when we were kids. Right. And there's a lot of things they didn't have to buy when we were kids that, um, you know, that are really expensive. And if they've got to support those things now and they don't have enough money to do it, you know, then I'm trying to pony up for the other supplies. So if you can do that, if you're in a position where you can, where you can support that, you know, be sure to do it. And the Kleenex was a big thing. Like they're always running out of Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's true. I, so the, some of the ones from Facebook, um, Diana says, buy basic stuff, refrain from anything that's toy-like. Example, a foot-long eraser. And I would add to that foot-long eraser an eraser the size of a dime, too. Because if you're buying <laughs> a package of little novelty erasers for your kid to use as an eraser, it's probably not going to be very effective as an eraser. Um uh, Brian says, look for sales at the big box stationery stores, lots of pencils, paper, and erasers. And, um, you know, that goes back to what you were talking about with the, the loose leaf paper. I think definitely communicating with your teachers later in the year and asking, you know, what they're getting low on and supporting that instead of just, you know, instead of just bringing in something random. Um, Jonelle says, Southern Savers, I didn't know about this one. Southern Savers does special write-ups for all the best stock-up prices for stationery every year. We're talking 10 cent erasers, 50 cents for Crayola crayons. Um, and always buy extra, she says. It says one roll of paper towels. I find a coupon for a six-pack and bring that in instead. And with paper towels and tissues, I try to bring those in later in the year when they're running low because that's a storage issue and there's usually not a lot of space for that kind of stuff. She says, find items on sale, buy extra, buy items a bit at a time and at the lowest price possible. And then Jesse, I, I, this one really resonated with me. Um, your child's teacher may have a reason for asking for certain supplies that may seem odd or unusual to you. Feel free to ask them politely. There may be research-based changes in teaching and learning since you were in school that you're not aware of. You know, so this whole, we didn't need that when I was a kid kind of thing. Well, yeah, but your kid's not going to your classroom in the 1980s. 
And if you're an educator, it's okay if they teach it differently than you would. The teacher is not hoarding the supplies for their own personal use. <laughs> yeah, that always, like, I've heard some of my coworkers say that sort of stuff about, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the teacher's using that for their own. I'm like, shut the yeah no 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 like no that does not happen your teacher your teacher doesn't want you know your dixon hb pencils thank you it is very much more likely that your teacher is buying stuff out of their own insufficient paycheck to supply the classroom than that they are taking home supplies from the classroom very true Yeah, I hate it when people start talking like that. I'm like, your teachers are almost certainly not, you know, overpaid and underworked. (laughs) Not that those people aren't out there, but it is not the norm by any means. Very true. Very true. You got any more memories you want to share? No, I think think I've hit everything that I want to talk about. What about you, Dee? Same here. Nothing... Nothing new and exciting for me. Just I'm excited to go I back. Said. I'm going to start a new notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a Baron Fig composition book, as a matter of fact. Ooh. I know, right? Fancy, fancy. I know. I'm kind of excited about it. They're better than the regular composition books for me because they're so much smaller. Mm. A composition book is really, in- is like, it's intimidating for me. Switch switch up your composition book used to only write on one side. Much less intimidating oh, that way. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. So write all your stuff on the right-hand side and then make any notes or changes in your thoughts on the reverse side. Right. No, I'm left-handed, so I would be putting everything on the left-hand oh, side, actually. There and that actually would really free me up because normally I feel like I've got to use the right-hand page. page or go home, you know? Yeah, just use one side. And then you're cutting, awesome. you're, you're cutting the number of pages in half, too. And I can use ink without worrying about it. Yep. Okay. See, you just changed my life. You guys just changed my <laughs> life when I come in here. Oh, man. I love it. All right. Well, thank you both so much. It has been really fun talking with you today. It's always fun talking um, I'd like to, you. to take a moment if we have... Um, if we can, uh, to thank everyone for their supportive words on the web- website and on the Facebook group. It is, you know, it's my happy place, right? It's really wonderful to get so much support from everyone. It is such a nice, just kind, interesting, funny group of people. And I love it. So I wanted to give a quick thanks to everyone who continues to support us there and everyone who's joined the Facebook group. Um, Do, if you have time, give us a review on iTunes. I went on there the other day. I had a really hard time figuring out how to give a review, but I'm going to stick the landing on it one of these days. You know, it's not intuitive. I don't know. But if you can give us a, um, a review there, that'll help other people find us. And then for the rest of us, you can find us online. You can find the podcast online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me through the Facebook uh, group, the uh, RSVP Stationary Podcast group on Facebook or the Erasable group on Facebook. Les, tell us where we can find you. You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at comfortableshoesstudio, and Twitter and Instagram at original LC Harper. What about you, Dee? You can find me at theweeklypencil.com 
and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. I love how you've got the the on there. In addition, like everything's exactly the same and you've got the the. That's me. <laughs> right? It's not just any weekly pencil. It's, right? it's the weekly pencil. Right? I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. And we'll, I'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.